0: Welcome to The Square Apple Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Yongxin Ning. I'm the co-founder of change Voyage Consulting. After 20 years of corporate life, I've successfully transited to be an entrepreneur. Wearing multiple hats as an entrepreneur, adjunct lecturer, mother, wife, daughter, sister, has taught me how to navigate life's challenges. And my secret is Square Apple. In this show, I will discuss tips and strategies to change the way you think about your personal and professional life. Because if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Ready to activate the Square Apple in you? Let's begin! Hi, I'm Shining. Welcome to the Square Apple Show. Today, I want to share some thoughts about whether telecommuting as a form of flexible work arrangement is here to stay and the implications for organisations and individuals. Um, the time that I'm writing this podcast script is in April and that's at a time um, the virus situation in Singapore is at its height. And as I scroll through LinkedIn, I'm amused by the large number of people talking about work from home. The social media media, uh, there's also raining tips on how to manage work from home, ranging from setting aside private spaces to getting up from for a 10-minute break after 45 minutes of working to remaining human by engaging each other on conversation topics in addition to work when they are on calls. Um, there is also a company that translated WFH to We Feel Human, um, like working from home will make you inhumane. I especially enjoyed reading the polls with the hashtag WFH tagging challenge where people are supposed to post a picture of themselves working from home. Many of the pictures pictures and videos showed children milling around them. Some seemed like they didn't have dedicated space of their own and needed to make use of um, some makeshift spaces around the house. A few personal friends complained on Facebook that they feel busier working from home because they need to cook lunch, clean up, stand up and open closed windows when it rains. Uh, It's quite entertaining to read all these complaints. It's like a lot of people have been teleported to work from homeland, from work in office land, and suddenly everyone is grappling with living in an alien environment. When COVID blows over, people gradually will, work, will go back to office to work. Um, it's a matter of how many, but there is no question about that. It would be a great escape from the nagging spouses, clingy children, boredom, loneliness and the sheer lack of real social interaction with people. What is the impact of the en masse work from home on the adoption of flexi work arrangements in companies, especially um, those on full or partial telecommuting. I'm personally a huge proponent of flexi work arrangements because as an employee previously, I have benefited a lot from it. Being able to work remotely from home opens up huge possibilities for people, especially women who want to have time to look after their family Um, and be able to continue contributing at work. It also uh, is good for people who want to have time to pursue other interests. And for businesses, it opens up a larger talent pool to companies outside of the traditional workforce, Uh, for example, like procuring services from workforces in offshore locations and hiring people who have disabilities and are unable to physically come into the office. You may think that work from home um, before the COVID is a very widespread practice in Singapore already. But uh, at that time, there are still many workplaces in Singapore that do not practice um, or do not allow for work from home um, practices. And based on a 2016 study on the barriers and facilitators to flexi work arrangements in Singapore, uh, the key barriers to implementing a flexible work arrangement is the organizational culture and the significant reliance on supervisors to interpret employees' requests. And in many organizations, the culture is such that being present means having higher commitment. It is also what I call um, butt on seat culture. In such organizations, it is likely that supervisors are skeptical for various reasons that flexi work may be detrimental or disruptive to the operations of the team. The reasons may be really valid, but more often than not, it is an excuse to stick with the current ways of working rather than changing the arrangement so that it is conducive for people to work from home. For example, one of the key reasons why you cannot work remotely is because people around you are expecting to have ad hoc access to you. If they cannot access you, then they think that arrangement cannot work out. So people think that you must accommodate them and there is no way they can change unless you are their most valued player. Now that everybody is working online, the playing field is levelled. Everybody plays by the same rules, and suddenly you turn from the minority into the majority. So everybody plays by that same set of rules. There are two positive impacts of COVID-19 on telecommuting as a flexible work arrangement. Firstly, it serves to show um, what is possible. I think COVID-19 is an amazing trigger to show that you can do anything if the pain is strong enough. I think it would have been inconceivable to many that the whole organisation can operate remotely, out of the office, and yet the organisation can be functional. That's why I agree with the Chinese saying that is which means that if you're hard up enough, you will figure out a way. So hopefully the next time employees' request for telecommuting, um, supervisors and HR will remember the amazing feat everybody pulled off during COVID-19. Secondly, it shows the supervisors and decision-makers the situation that people who are telecommuting faces. Think of this like a mega design thinking session for telecommuting. Supervisors, HR and senior leaders no longer need to take an outside-in view but can now take an inside-out view. They can now understand myths, challenges, benefits of working remotely. With this understanding, they can design flexible work arrangement policies more effectively since they have been through it themselves. But is it enough to start a new chapter for telecommuting as a form of flexible work arrangement in Singapore? Well, yes and no. I don't think companies which were initially resistant towards telecommuting will suddenly do a 180 degrees turn unless the arrangement yields real tangible benefits either in the form of economic or reputational benefits or the absence of flexible work arrangement will result in economic loss or reputational loss like now. Of course, there are established arguments that by retaining the workforce who would likely want such an arrangement would be to improve diversity since I would expect a lot would be female employees who would want to be able to spend time with family. And research has already demonstrated the benefit of having a diverse workforce. But you know, for some companies who are seeking immediate and tangible returns, the argument may not resonate. I think it's more of loosening the soil, the soil referring to the fixed mindset in the minds of the supervisors, and also the overall mindset of the organisation, including co-workers, bosses, HR, etc., the change process will need to ride its course. Let me talk about this in terms of what I perceive to be a three-stage evolution. Um, Stage one would be allowing existing employees to go on telecommuting arrangement. I think more companies will become much more open to having existing employees undertake telecommuting on either an ad hoc or sustained basis because of the reasons above. This is because they have gone through a dry run before and also there is an underlying trust that they will continue to perform. Because they are more enlightened themselves, they become more open to allowing trusted and valued employees to undertake that. I suppose female employees who would like to continue to work after maternity leave would also likely benefit from such an arrangement. Stage 2. Open up to hire other new employees on terms of telecommuting. Once the members of the company gets used to having existing employees go on telecommuting and the work processes are slowly optimised to cater to that, formal and informal norms will gradually establish. By then, companies may be open to receiving new hires under such a programme, especially when there's a good fit between the talent and the job requirement. But at this point in time, it will still be on an as-needed basis. Increase in quantity may not equate to improvement in quality. So people on these telecommuting arrangements may still be perceived as second-class citizens, where the predominant seat on butt culture still prevails. Opportunities may still depend on the receptiveness of supervisors. The last stage is the adoption enabled by clear systems and processes. I personally, I personally hope for the day that stage three will come by. Stage 3 will be the day where, across the organisation, there will be clear channels for application, approval and assessment of the opportunities, not only for telecommuting but also for flexible work arrangement as a whole. Supervisors will be trained to assess the requests, um, standard processes to redesign the jobs where required, um, standard guidance to manage any conflicts or um, issues arising within the teams, and supervisors will no longer need to feel the burden of whether to allow or not to allow uh, for telecommuting um, and flexible work arrangement because the whole organisation is behind him. I hope for that day to come. So today we look at the likely impact of COVID on enabling the widespread adoption of flexible work arrangement, in particular telecommuting. If I can use the Lewin's unfreeze-refreeze metaphor, The current COVID situation has temporarily unfrozen the barriers to telecommuting. However, when we are back to the norm, the the refrozen state may initially look marginally different from the pre-unfrozen state. But we should not be disheartened because the refrozen state will continue to evolve slowly, but hopefully steadily, because the pendulum of change has already started to swing and is irreversible. I look forward to that day when we reach stage 3. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. If you have questions or thoughts on this episode, please connect with me on LinkedIn at bit.ly forward slash squareapple. That's bit.ly forward slash squareapple. Thank you and see you soon. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very honoured to have you here. If you would like to keep going and want to know more about the number one Southeast Asia's leading female entrepreneurship network, head over to Soul Rich Woman at S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com and download the free ebook on how to get clients and multiply your income through personal branding. Remember, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Do subscribe to The Square Apple Show and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.